Let's we can end way. the episode right there. Just number one rule of social media, be a good person. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. Welcome to the show. As we tipped off in our last episode about how to collaborate, today we are talking about the best social media platforms for photographers. Ooh. And uh, oh yeah, it's a, it's a big <laughs> topic, <laughs> but hopefully we're going to make it simpler for you. Um, so from the get-go, this really depends on your audience. Um, what... There is no right answer. Let, let's There's just, no right answer. Let's just start yeah. the episode by saying <laughs> there's no right answer. We're going to tell you kind of pros and cons in our opinions. Mm-hmm. There is no, no right like answer. you have to be on this one place with the exception of one that we'll talk about first. <laughs> <laughs> so other than this one exception, uh, no social media platform is hands down the best no matter what there is no king it depends on what you what you like what you're comfortable with and um the kind of work that you're doing um so those are the kind of things to think about first when you think about what social media platforms you want to use are um what 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 can you use what are you able to use what what can you update easily and frequently when you're going to be on social media you need to commit to some degree um some platforms more than others and uh you need to continue to make regular posts you need to feed the algorithm so to speak and so uh think about platforms that that you know you can use and that you will be hopefully excited or at least willing to use on a regular basis. So when I signed up for uh, social media just to claim my username, Nom Creative, on every mm. single platform, I think I have an account on all of the platforms that we're going to talk about about today but mm-hmm. um there are definitely ones that like i understand i get the knack of i i know the flow of how people interact on these platforms um i totally get facebook and instagram i i understand these platforms i do not understand twitter i i have <laughs> one and i post once a year if that because i'm just very bad at twitter um in fact my last couple of tweets have been retweets of my friends tweeting my youtube videos (laughs) (laughs) so so uh if there's one that just doesn't click with you that's okay yeah that is totally fine um the i would say it's almost worse signing up and posting for a little while and stopping than just never starting at all um, Thanks. That makes me feel so much better about my dead Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not. What, I don't mean necessarily uh, for username claiming reasons. Like that's fine if you want to do that. But um, but yeah, you really should uh, not do what Ben does, or not do what what I do for that for that matter. I have something that we post, talked about. Um, something we talked about a couple episodes ago is yeah. uh, don't blog if you are going to blog once and then forget about it because people will look at your website and see this person hasn't blogged in four years i'm not going to contact them to shoot my wedding i don't think they shoot weddings anymore yeah this is a a do as i say not as i do kind of situation (laughs) (laughs) that's why i don't have a blog i have social media and i do my best to keep up with it but i that's just one of those things that i can't commit to Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm 
And, and you should also think about where your audience is as well. Um, you could be as excited about a platform as you want and post to it all the time. But if that uh, platform is not where your audience is, then you're just kind of flushing work down the drain for no leads. Some, something else I would say about social media. So so mm-hmm. I very much love Ramit Sethi. And if you're not familiar with him, he is an entrepreneur financial type person um who very much likes to be you know kind of kind of rude but call it like it is um but one of the things that he said is you don't need social media because social media are vanity metrics if you're not legitimately getting leads from social media one you could be getting those leads from some other fashion and two you're probably not making uh like you're not making the money for the investment per hour. Like you would be cold calling people or emailing people, or if you're a wedding photographer, going to wedding shows type thing. So, so social media, um, I don't actually feel like it is core and integral to your business. Like it looks good if you have one and it's definitely a fun thing to do. And it is great for creating those networking things. But if your goal is to do this professionally, social media is not generally speaking how you get those leads. So, so a lot of it comes down to vanity metrics. And especially one of the things is you can post on, on one platform and you can get a hundred thousand views. But if that hundred thousand views turns into zero leads and another platform only gets you 50 views, but those 50 views get you five leads. Well, which platform is actually better? Exactly. It's, it's, uh, unless it's just for fun, it's pretty much all about leads at the end of the day and less, uh, less big numbers, but more leads is ultimately more important. Yeah. So, so we are going to, going to run through these and talk about pros and cons, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it comes down to, uh, the answer is going to be different for you, mm-hmm. uh, based on what it is that you're trying to sell, who it is you're trying to sell to and what your goal is for having a social media account. But there's one answer that's always correct, and that is your website. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so at, at the end of the day, uh, Facebook could close down tomorrow. They could ban you for whatever reason. They could change the algorithm that says we're no longer going to show professional photographers. Like mm-hmm. something could happen and you don't control any of the platforms we're talking about today except your website. So having a website is your home base where you can put stuff out and no one can tell you what you can or can't put there Mm -hmm. you have ultimate control and ideally your website is a constant uh or at least constant presence not as a constant design or constant contact or content but a constant presence no matter what you do on any other platform as they come in and out of popularity so you must have a website you need to have a website we have an episode about building a website there is no excuse we sure do (laughs) it will be linked in the show notes yes it will (laughs) so moving on from websites There there are a few social media platforms that claim to be social media, but they're not very social besides just people clicking a thumbs up on your on your content. And Mm -hmm. so I would call them portfolio replacements where where they are good for certain things. But and like if you don't have a website, you and people say can't where's your work, you can send them one of these, but they're not really good as social media, at least not in my experience. Yeah. Um, I would start that list uh, probably at at the 
lowest usefulness with uh, 500 picks. Um, it is gorgeous if you want yeah. wildlife mm-hmm. photos or landscape photos or uh, not safe for work content. <laughs> and there are great photographers there, but that's mm-hmm. kind of only thing the algorithm pushes up there. Yep. And uh, yep, that's it. I mean, I'm we don't have anything them. else. We, yeah, we don't, we don't have, have any, for that. any good things to say about it. Unless so you make those we'll three moving. things, then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up on the list, Flickr. I know you have more experience with that than I do. Sure. So Flickr um, was owned by Yahoo until recently when they were purchased by SmugMug. And I'm kind of, kind of what applies to SmugMug to some degree applies to Flickr a little bit. SmugMug is 100% a just a replacement for a photography website. And it's actually a pretty good one. If, if you, you sell absolutely... prints, it is a very yeah. easy way to sell prints. Yeah, it's a great way to sell prints. Um, but they recently bought Flickr. And I would say Flickr at least has some social element. There are comments. There are likes. There are There is a potentially a structure in there that can get you work um there's also a lot more variety on Flickr as far as content than than you know 500 picks um so Flickr, i would say if it's just a place that you really like and there are lots of communities on Flickr that can be really powerful uh networking wise um maybe that's worth it for you i would say i'm very tentative about Flickr at this point them being bought by by smugmug a community that or a company that actually understands and really supports photography i think is really great so for me i would say maybe keep an eye well, yeah keep an eye on Flickr. uh i wouldn't jump on a lot of effort there quite yet but you know maybe sign up for it look around see if some of the communities there are for you if so great if not just keep it in the back of your mind. We'll see how it progresses as SmugMug um, makes their changes to it. Um, the last portfolio replacement site I want to mention is Behance. So Behance is owned by Adobe. Um, it also kind of works like these other ones, except the special thing about Behance is you can make um, you can do portfolios that look like a web page where you can put text in there and you put can put galleries um, and you can show off the different things of work that you do. So I have a website and my website is just portraits, mm-hmm. wedding portraits, boudoir portraits, cosplay portraits, professional portraits, but all portraits. But here's the thing. I still get a ton of work from uh, companies like uh, Costco, Amazon, Leatherman. Um, uh, I'm doing work for uh, another company called Sog Knives right now. Um, there are there are a lot of these companies that have me do product photography on, on white photography. I did a bunch of work for Nintendo at one point. A ton of the Switch accessories that came out in those first couple of months um, were, were shot by yours truly. Um, so I have a website that when we talked about the building your website video, if you are the jack of all trades and I do a equestrian and product and weddings they're like well he probably sucks at all of these i don't want to hire him so i have uh customers that come to me for weddings and portraits and portraits and more portraits and then Mm -hmm. i actually have a recruiter that gets me work for all of the corporate stuff Mm-hmm. Um, so I use Behance as a portfolio for here's my gallery of editorial product photography. Here's my gallery of on white product photography. Here's my, uh, gallery of retouching. So you can see before after for, uh, simple products that were just scratched or scuffed and needed to be look perfect to more complicated projects where I'm 
did like a shot a label flat and then I wrapped it onto a 3D model of a bottle so it looked better than anything that is physically possible on an actual round bottle. Like, so when I, I use this as like these different kind of random portfolios, I think Behance is good as a uh, portfolio replacement when it doesn't actually fit on your website. So if there's something random... <laughs> yes, a portfolio extension. An so expansion. If there's, <laughs> if there's something random that I don't want on my site that I still need to show people, like yeah. there's uh there's a gallery of food photography and it's not your standard like plated food photography. It is like I am tossing a bowl and the bowl has a bunch of cool stuff flying out and like uh, that kind of gallery. So if someone wants to hire me for that, here's that kind of special thing so so it is good for the random jack of all trades thing but uh it's not social and if you if you have a creative cloud subscription you probably have some amount of behance included for free so you know give it a shot if you need a portfolio extension a kind of cross i feel like between portfolios and social media pinterest (laughs) oh yes this one is uh often the bane of my existence um, when I'm trying to get the actual file, photo file. And Google, Google shows images, you the Pinterest results. And I just get the Pinter- the low-res Pinterest results. So I- I'm not a huge fan of Pinterest just because of that, but... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to this one. I realize I, there's I some value there. I use Pinterest. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, Pinterest is really good for putting together mood boards for those cl- clients that come to you. Um, mm-hmm. So when I shoot weddings i uh brides and grooms normally brides uh already have pinterest boards i say send that to me and through looking through that pinterest board i now understand their aesthetic their style their design are they modern are they rustic um or do they love bright colors or monochromatic do they love fun and giggly do they love uh, over the top dramatic flair i understand them on a much deeper level when they send that to me and then on the flip side um when i'm doing a boudoir um boudoir shoot with someone i put together my own pinterest board of like these are uh the kinds of outfits that i think would work and this is a collaborative pinterest board that we can both post to so Mm -hmm. she will post i love these kinds of outfits and and she'll say i love this photo and i will post like i love this photo if you would be willing to get these kinds of outfits that works with this photo so it is a back and forth of just like mood board we love these things. This is what we want for the shoot. So I have uh, several public boards that are just like, here are some of my wedding photos. Here are some of the photo ideas that I think I like, that type of thing. But I have so many private boards for uh, direct collaboration with clients. So it's great for that, but I've never gotten a lead from Pinterest. Yeah, so it's it's a it can be a useful collaborative tool, but it's not exactly lead generating social media. No, it is. I, I, I don't consider it social. I will say I have I have known of people that have gotten work from interior designers who use Pinterest a lot. Like uh, this is this is kind of hearsay, so don't totally trust that <laughs> what I'm saying here. But I ha- I do have this understanding that quite a few interior designers use it um, for inspiration. That being said, converting a photography thing into work with interior designers, it really depends on your exact situation. So that might be an audience if you're really trying to target interior designers that that could be using Pinterest in a way that is lead generating. But that is the most 
tenuous thing that I could possibly give Pinterest. So just don't take uh, don't take my word as a gospel. That's uh, that's just what I've heard. What my understanding is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so so that one it it has its place, but it's not uh, more of a tool than a it's, social. It's media. a tool. So next on our list, Reddit. Oh boy, this one's a little bit fickle. I <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with Reddit because yes. uh, Reddit mm. has done some great things, uh, but I also get a ton of hate on Reddit, and I get a ton of just being blocked and saying like you're spamming, no self promotion. Uh, Reddit, Reddit is a tough one. You, you are king of Reddit. Help me out on this one. I am not, <laughs> but I, I do spend a lot of time on Reddit, way more than I should. Um, Reddit is, I would say, a hundred percent dependent on the communities that you're a part of on the site. So Reddit as a thing has, you know, default communities that they that they promote to their front page, you know, pics being one of them, videos, that sort of stuff. Um, but Reddit's value, in my opinion, comes in the smaller communities, which are called subreddits on the site. So um, a place that, for example, really uh, promotes and encourages um, self-promotion is uh I what's it's called I took a picture so it's reddit.com slash r slash I took a picture that's what all of the subreddits are on or r slash something so I took a picture is a big one where their whole thing is post pictures that you have taken that are really cool and, and tell us about it and tell us about it and you can get a lot of follow uh, followers on other platforms you can plug your Instagram um, that's actually built into the community is including your Instagram, your Facebook, your handle, and getting uh, getting followers, potentially getting leads that way. Um, so it, that, that is a, a great example of a place where you can go and promote your work, and that is hugely encouraged. There are photo critique subreddits. There are all sorts of uh, videography production subreddits. Um, there's some really good communities, but really need to look at the smaller communities, I think, for Reddit. The bigger stuff like pics, videos, um, oftentimes they're they are hugely against self-promotion. They really go after you, in my opinion, wrongly, because uh, oftentimes people self-promote on those subreddits to great success. But they use like a, my friend did this, or they make up some you know random user that is, is, is theoretically not them to promote their work, and then people go crazy for it. So I think being hating on self-promotion is a huge issue with reddit that being said you can get around it by going to communities that are specifically about that work and you can really grow there are some great great people there really talented people that are are willing and able and excited to help you with your work and 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 who want to see it. So my Reddit most popular awesome. Reddit post was actually uh, my friend, uh, Ben Von Wong. He mm -hmm. posted one of my photos that said, check this guy out. It's awesome. And because he has a huge following and then he posted on Reddit, that photo exploded. Of course, none of the karma went to my account. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, one, one note, uh, karma is uh, a thing with Reddit where basically you get upvotes, you get people positively supporting whatever you post or say on Reddit. It. that's what karma is um don't chase karma if you go to reddit go for the conversation and the there and are some reddits the collaboration. Though, that have a karma minimum before yes, you true. can like make new topics or self-promote or anything like that and it's usually oh. pretty low but it is those kind of just restrictions yeah. of 
hey, we don't want spammers here. We want you to be engaged in the community before you self-promote. Yeah. So so make an account, join a community, make some comments, you know, be a be a good person and be helpful and and interested in what other people are doing and you'll get that that karma threshold very quickly and then you can promote your own stuff so reddit can be hugely hugely powerful potentially in in many ways more powerful than any other platform we're talking about today but it is also fickle so just choose your subreddit wisely (laughs) we can end the episode right there just number one rule of social media be a good person (laughs) yep (laughs) exactly goes for all of these uh (laughs) all right so so uh, we are saving the best for last so to speak um i oh one one uh other one before we get to these top three twitter mm-hmm. how do you feel about twitter uh twitter's weird um as for photographers and videographers i would say it's way less interesting and useful for you um if you really get twitter and it's something that you're excited about and that you like posting on um and there are some communities around twitter that are that you can take part in then great but i see twitter very much as a hobby social media if that makes any sense like that is for for fun for talking to to random people for putting your thoughts out there um i don't really see it as particularly useful for photography it is it is so much easier uh last episode we talked about collaboration it Mm -hmm. is so much easier to directly message someone on twitter and kind of put things out there to see what comes back to you um so i think that's good for networking (laughs) but not so much for like photography yeah exactly so Twitter seems to me very much about you as a person and less your work. Whereas a lot of these other platforms we're talking about today are, are very more focused on your work to get to you as a photographer. For sure. That makes sense. All right. Uh, so let's, let's hit the top three. YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a videographer, you're already on YouTube. Um, so that goes without saying. But as a photographer, YouTube, much like blogs, is like you really need to commit like you need to youtube's algorithm is notorious for promoting only promoting people that are regularly and consistently posting stuff to the platform so why do you think we started a podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's one reason (laughs) but uh but yeah youtube can be really great it takes a lot of effort and it's going to be discouraging it'll especially now it'll take you a long long time it's only getting an harder audience. too. They're yeah, they're yeah. they keep raising the threshold. They keep moving the goalposts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make it harder and harder for new creators. Um, so it really is. Uh, all of the social inequity in the world yeah. is is paramount on YouTube, where the top gets the top and everyone else is at the bottom. So yeah. um, everyone that I have worked with, spe- specifically the people I have worked with, okay? I'm not, this is not everyone. This is mm-hmm. anecdotal. But the people I have worked with on YouTube, they get next to $0 on YouTube. Some of them are mm-hmm. big enough that they get some ad revenue, but that ad revenue is peanuts compared to what they do is they build a community on YouTube, and then that community, um, they buy their courses or their or their books or their presets or they go off YouTube. The YouTube builds the community, and then they go off YouTube to monetize it. 
if that makes sense. So um, I, I specifically wanted to grow a following because I I want to create tutorials. Mm-hmm. I, I want to share my knowledge and information with other photographers. And so I'm on YouTube because you, people go to YouTube looking for that kind of content. If you like making videos, great, do it. If you don't, if that's a struggle for you, if that's going to be a lot of work, and it is a lot of work frequently, um, v- be very careful with YouTube. You you really, that is a commitment. That is a more of a relationship with a platform than anything oh, else. Oh, yeah, it is a long about. road for sure. <laughs> so I first started my YouTube channel eons ago. I don't even know how long. Mm. Uh, I won't say. But I really flipped the switch on it to specific, instead of just posting whatever random stuff I thought of, I really flipped the switch to I want to post very regular content that is informational, uh educational tutorial based uh now kind of starting gear review based but everything that is for photographers so Mm -hmm. i want to flip this from being kind of wide i want to reach the internet to i want to reach the specific niche on the internet right Mm -hmm. i've been doing that weekly as or bi-weekly for over two years now Still am not monetized on YouTube. (laughs) Still get Mm -hmm. next to zero reviews, or not reviews, but leads on YouTube. But the one thing that does do is when I get hired for a wedding, uh, the, the person says, hey, I looked you up and your YouTube channel came up and I just got lost going down the rabbit hole and seeing all of the cool stuff that you do. And wow, you're definitely the person I want to hire. So... YouTube in that way of like, it's, it supplemented my website. It supplemented my other social media. It, it kind of positioned me as the expert of doing this thing. I'm still making $0 off YouTube though. Yeah. It just has other value in your case. It's, it's building a body of work that is related, but separate from your existing portfolio. That and, can and yeah, like you mentioned, help, it, yeah, it is the long haul. Your, yeah, it's the long haul, and it can lead to support of whatever you're currently doing, but it is a big commitment and one that you should not take lightly. For sure. Whoo! All right, that was that was heavy stuff right there. <laughs> Do not take this lightly. You are committed to YouTube. <laughs> I think we have two things left at this point. They're both owned mm-hmm. by the same parent company, but let's talk about them. Facebook, then Instagram. Yeah, so these are the big ones, or... Uh, they tend to be the big ones when you're talking about photography. Uh, Facebook, I mean, these are kind of the default. Facebook, at least, to me, feels like the default. It does. Um, like it everybody does. is on it. Um, and I feel like the choice between Facebook and Instagram... Is yes, uh, both. Is yes to both. Um, but if you really need to pick one or the other, it I, th- I think this is very audience-dependent. For um, sure. Uh, I actually have a perfect example of that. So all mm-hmm. of uh, all of my, I actually get a decent number of leads from Facebook. All of my uh, commercial portraits, not all of them, but a lot of them come through a friend of a friend on Facebook and I saw your stuff and they message me on Facebook or they email me and say, hey, I saw you on Facebook. Um, a lot of weddings, a uh, friend of a friend, I post a wedding that I did and then they tag someone. Like there's a lot of that networking socialness that happens on Facebook that doesn't happen on a lot of other platforms. Facebook is literally generating leads. I share stuff. It comes back to me. 
But then I started uh, this thing called Triple Click Photo. It is a cosplay booth. It is a photo booth specifically for cosplayers. So Triple Click Photo, I did my very first one, and my friend said, hey, they're all tagging you on Instagram. I'm like, I don't have Instagram. And he's like, I know. <laughs> you you need one because that specific audience of cosplayers, like one cosplayer that I follow on Facebook has about 60 fans on Facebook, but a hundred thousand on Instagram. So the cosplay community is huge in Instagram. And so it, that is where, when we talk about it being audience dependent, who are you trying to reach? Because mm-hmm. they might be really hardcore on just one of these two platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do some research on on where your audience is. Are are they more on Facebook or are they more on Instagram? Um and and then target accordingly. Although because they've been owned by Facebook, the algorithms are meshing. They're coming together. Yeah, the, They're starting the to algorithms be more are one of the same. And uh yeah, like Instagram used to be purely chronological. It is no longer. It now targets much like Facebook does. Um but because they're owned by the same parent company, it's so easy to cross post between the two. I mean, it's it's almost literally one like a one tap one click thing to cross post so i i hesitate to say target one or the other when really you should just do both because it's just so easy to do both i would say if you want to be really successful on both they Mm -hmm. both have their own idiosyncrasies like when it comes to like hashtags and tagging and that type of stuff that are Mm -hmm. different and need to be specific so if you have the time to tackle both do both properly but if you Mm -hmm. don't have the time just do that one touch thing so like yeah maybe you're focusing on this one but you're cross posting it to the other yeah exactly it at least gives people another place to find you if nothing else all right, so so what did we learn? If you're a photographer, where where do you need to be on the interwebs? Uh, you need to have a website. You do need to have a website. <laughs> um, if you if you have a website and you have that website laser focused, uh, you can have one of these portfolio alternatives for all the other mm-hmm. random stuff you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, uh, YouTube is the long haul commitment, and you have to be good at making video. You have to be good at have that high quality audio content. Um, mm-hmm. which not a lot of photographers do right out of the gate. Yeah. It, t- it takes some work to get there for sure. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, Reddit, there's, there's a huge community engagement there, but it's really hard to post your own work and mm-hmm. self promote. Uh, and then, yeah, we've got Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. I would say of these all, again, I, I hesitate because this hugely depends depends on your situation i hesitate to say you have to be on one or the other um but i say you pretty you have to have a website no matter what and then next you uh, you should be on both facebook and instagram because cross posting is so easy and then from there it just depends on whether you need additions to your to your portfolio or whether you're looking for a specific community or really whether you're really into videos past that point it really depends on your particular interests and capabilities and uh so these are 2020 recommendations on social media you should be on who knows what will happen in the future uh remember when vine was a thing and we all loved that yeah so stuff changes this is super rapid um but these are our opinions and recommendations for your best social media Hopefully that helps, and hopefully it uh, gets you thinking about where you should be putting your efforts in the future. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.com.
Show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at Nom Creative. As in Om Nom Nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.